For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. This will actually be the last time you guys see me here inside of my, my camper. I should be back hopefully by the end of day tomorrow, end of day tomorrow, which will get us back on track when it comes to posting updates on what's going on inside of Russia and Ukraine and the world. Like we're gonna kick this one off, and I must say, uh, this is well, the fact that China's leader is actually urging its military to focus on preparing for military action. I don't entirely know what that means because that's pretty much all a military is used for preparing for war or to defend its country. That's literally the only point. So I, so I guess he's pretty much just telling them to start doing their job. I don't know. I, I personally do not believe that the modern day China is prepared for a full on war with America, but what do I know? Just gonna throw that one out there. So anyway, this is going to be the biggest news and probably the honestly, the most important thing that's really happened in the past few hours is in fact that Putin has announced partial mobilization inside of Russia. Yes, if you're living in Russia, it sucks to be you. Because after midnight tonight, men from the ages of 18 to 65. Yes, 18 to 65. 65, not like 45 or 30. In, in our military, you can't join after I think it's 35. But Russia's like, you know what? 65 years old. You're solid. You're good. Anyway, these men are going to be prohibited from leaving Russia to go anywhere abroad. The mobilization uh, decree actually was published this morning. It's, it's incredibly vague. Like when I mean vague, very vague. And it's making it possible for them to call up millions of Russian men, like if they wanted to, uh, including like millions of people that graduated from universities, like who just received their junior officer ranks this year, like, like as part of like their studies, like they can call them all up. Like citizens of the Russian Federation called up for military service by mobilization will have the status of military personnel serving inside of the actual armed forces of the Russian Federation under a contract. So now they're going to be contracted under the actual Russian Federation. These citizens also uh, who are currently in the reserve and above, above all who are actually had served inside the armed forces have uh, certain military occupations that are relevant to experiences will actually be subject to being called up once again for military service. So if you've already served the Russian Federation for X amount of years and you have some some knowledge, hey, you're going to be called back up. doesn't matter how long you've been in. I did find this piece a bit of funny, and I, I had to put it in. Uh, the military service contracts are actually signed by military personnel. So the ones they've already signed, they continue to be valid until the end of this period, like of this partial mobilization. So... For as long as this partial mobilization is going, all the men that have already been in, that were in uh, voluntarily, uh, are going to literally be forced to stay in um, unless they get pushed out for some other reason. So basically, it's stop loss. In, in our military, stopped doing stop loss, I think, in like 2009. I was in when it happened. I had one of my guys was actually, he was stop loss when I was we were deployed. But anyway, under this contract, if you were drafted, it's, it's the same if you were volunteered. So you can actually be sent into foreign combat. Under prior law, conscripts couldn't be sent abroad to fight. But the way the Russians will actually get around this and keeping their men who weren't actually drafted and volunteered inside of combat, they will then be sent to the new Russian provinces of Lyschansk and Donetsk and all those areas. So they're going to be sent to new areas. That's how they're going to get around it. Uh, it's kind of funny that they have to get around their own laws. But that's pretty much, I'm fairly confident that's the way it's going to work. So... The biggest concern for the Russian military or just Russians in general should be 
Well, the fact of the matter, the new soldiers will not have enough like training to fight on the front lines. Like if you guys think about this just for one second, they're calling up these men in a short notice. So they have no real training. And the way the Russian military works is they only get training uh, by their unit, basically. So when they get to where they're going, they don't really have any basic trainings like we do here in America. Russia also only has one base that is meant for basic training. One. Yes, one for that giant country. And the crazy thing is, is that, and it's, we could put this into perspective for all of y'all, the United States, I think we have like, we'll say 10. I, I don't know the exact number, but I know it's probably a little bit more than 10 or so bases. So don't 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 quote me. I, I didn't really actually look this up, but I tried to do some math in my head. The Army's got a handful. Add in the other, it's, it's got to be at least 10. Anyway, this is spread across all branches. I could be wrong, like I said. Anyway, this is the army I'm speaking about. It's the largest. So the United States Army is the largest in America. And the army only trains 150,000 new soldiers a year. And they just called up, Russia did, 300,000. So the greatest military on planet Earth trains only 150,000 men and women a year. Okay, a year. So this should give you somewhat of an idea how trained these new soldiers really will be. And going back to what I said, they're going to be receiving most of their training by the unit they're actually going to be going to, like physically going to. So how are they going to receive any real training if the units they're heading to are completely depleted of trained soldiers and now just consist of like ragtag militia men and like poorly disciplined men? Like I honestly feel bad for these people who are going to be called up because they will literally go and die in what will actually be for them. Because they're not going to have enough training. I'm just throwing it out there. It's just, it's just something to think about, at least. I mean, it sucks for them. Like, the total number of armed forces that would be called up, like I just said, is 300,000. And I bring this number up because Russia says that they have only lost around 6,000 men or so uh, during this entire war or special military operation, whichever you would like to call it. But we know the, the realistic number is around north of 50,000. So if they've only lost 6,000 men, why do they need up to, like, 300,000 more men? Question? Someone have the answer to that? I, I, I don't. I really don't. Now, the Russian defense minister also stated publicly that they're now not fighting a war against Ukraine, but they're fighting a war against the West. I'm not even going to comment on this because I've done it extensively in the past. We all know that this war is not directly with the West. And if it were, this would have been done over in a week, like maybe a first few days. Like they just need a talking point or motivational piece for their civilian population to actually get behind this whole mobilization. But don't you worry, their population is loving the news so much that there is currently a 25 mile long traffic jam at the border with Finland with cars trying to leave Russia. That's not even on the border of Georgia or anywhere else. I've seen all the videos, but Finland itself has a 25 mile long, like 25 miles. Like that is, that's crazy. Yeah, I would, I would say these people are pretty excited about the thought of this mobilization. Also, uh, just to add to the mix, Russia is not allowing airlines to sell tickets Two men from the ages of 18 to 65. Once again, trying to stop them from leaving the country. Also, people seem to be so thrilled about the news. They're now protesting inside St. Petersburg and are shouting no to the war. And they're saying stuff like, I think it was uh, Putin to the trenches or something weird like that. Anyway, there's that. Now to top it off. The Lithuanian government is also so thrilled about the announcement because they said this. They literally said this. 
publicly. I think it was on Twitter, actually. As Russia's military mobilization will also take place near our borders, they're talking about Lithuania, in Kaliningrad region, Lithuania cannot just watch. Lithuania's rapid reaction force is being put on high alert to prevent any provocation, or provocation, excuse me, <laughs> provocation, provocation from Russia. All allies should step up their support to Ukraine because Russia's aggression in Ukraine must be stopped. Well, don't you worry, Lithuania. NATO is coming at it because they're not going to be ramping up their weapons and ammunition production as of today. I know it's probably because of this announcement, but from what I could find out, they've actually decided to do this due to the increase of production uh, of the weapons and the ammunition is actually to further support Ukraine in the war with, you, with Russia, and also one of the main things here is to replenish its own stocks, which were depleted a ton, and, and I think that's something to take take note because I was also a little concerned myself, I'm not going to lie, I mean, you're giving another country a bunch of your munitions that are supposed to keep you safe, you, you probably want to replenish those things as fast as you possibly can. So smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. Yes, your sack needs to be smooth. So start this new season off right and join over the 6 million men, myself included, who are uh, worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer just for you, you get 20% off. Yes, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code SPEAK. All caps, speak at manscaped.com. That is manscaped.com. Use code speak. Now, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I use a trimmer. I'm all about it. I like to keep myself all nice and trimmed up. All right, now I'm out here in the woods, but, uh, you know, if I was back home, my wife likes me nice and trimmed. Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet, sweet sack in check. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxers, yes, who doesn't love those, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a, yes, listen to this, 7,000 RPM motor. A new multi-function tool on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. I have actually used this thing traveling. I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you do not put on the travel lock, they will think you have something else inside of your bag because it goes really fast. It might make your wife a little nervous because she doesn't know if it's hers or if it's yours. Just going to throw that out there. Anyway, that's going to give you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off and needed for more precise shaving. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Whether you're hopping in and out of the shower or hitting the lake, yes, hitting the lake. If you're going to get it done, get it done there. The razor will devour even the strongest pubes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant has an aloe vera formula that keeps your sack looking and smelling great. Gotta love it. Manscaped also throws in two free gifts with their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Keep yourself groomed from head to toe with their Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit that includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. Get 20% off plus free shipping using the code SPEAK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPEAK, all caps, at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh as we say sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. Love it. Well, we spoke about this the other day, and it seems that this will actually be the new agenda that they are wanting to push. I считаю, что нам нужно сказать правду в первую очередь самим себе. Мы ее много раз уже говорили, но по-прежнему есть люди, которые говорят. Now this seems to me more like they are panicking than they are really in it reeks of desperation. Мы одерживаем действительно такую победу. То есть надо разгромить украинские вооруженные силы. Now I would think they would actually be like wanting to spare the energy and the railways and the bridges and the tunnels because the Russian military needs all these things to continue with their mission. 
All right. I can assure you the Russians are using the Ukrainian power to keep their aid stations going and or pretty much their headquarters, which is powering all their computers, all their comms, everything. It is extremely difficult to run an entire military that is already terrible with logisticals, like everything. Like they cannot run off generators. Think about that. Everything running off generators, which means they got to get fuel there, which means they have to service the generators. Why would they want to do that? It doesn't make sense. These guys are just spewing nonsense. Now, this next one is going to make you uh, a few of you guys laugh. Uh, just due to how ridiculous they're now getting with their reasoning. Вот конференция, значит, членов командующих стран членов НАТО, да, в Таллине. Now, I do not know how they can say that the Ukrainians have yielded any results or how they haven't yielded any results with their counteroffensive. They literally have liberated well over 100 towns and have broken through and now control the main logistical hub for the entire northern part of the offensive. They're just going to throw that, or the country, I guess you would say. That whole northern, northeastern side of the country where the Russians are right now is controlled through Kupiansk. And what is controlled right now by the Ukrainians? Just going to throw that one out there. Technica, опять-таки, европейская, американская, ничем им не помогла толком. Now this one, this is one of the regulars. We have seen on Russian State TV that she's pretty much a host. Actually, she is a host. And she is clearly getting a bit irritated with the same old talking points that we've seen over and over again because she really caught these guys off guard. And she honestly is correct. The Russians should be asking questions instead of making the excuses of, well, we don't really know what the city is. It doesn't really mean anything anyway. Like they've been saying the same thing since they got pushed out of Kiev region months and months and months ago. Это был просчет, это был просчет, понятно, которым воспользовались силы противника. And man, I cannot believe, like this, this right here, this is the first time I have to actually agree with this lady. She usually is spitting some crazy talk and I am sure tomorrow she'll be spewing something 100% like weird. But anyway, she is correct and it's crazy to see how uncomfortable this guy is getting when she's speaking to him about... Like, she's literally calling him out, and he doesn't even know what to say. He's just like, okay, I'm going to put my head down. I don't want, no one needs to see this. No one needs to know. Now, the the Russians did attempt, by the way, shift over some mapping. They did attempt uh, their own little counteroffensive, I guess you would say, themselves. So everybody that's new, this is pretty much all the area that is controlled by the Russians currently. All right, this is Kyrgyzstan. Nothing has happened here in months. Nothing has happened here in the last week or so. And this is pretty much the key area as of right now. Now. The Russians did attempt a counteroffensive and tried to take back Kupians yesterday, but failed in the process. And the Ukrainians still control the town itself and some land on the eastern side of it. So Kupians right here, glitches skull hub, like I've been talking about, for the northern side of this country. Most important city right now over here for the Russians. Really is. And they lost it. Okay. They're trying to get it back. Didn't really pan out. The Ukrainian military has actually continued to push towards Lyman as well. And they have liberated a few more towns. Okay. So they have pushed towards Lyman. So they're actually pushing towards Dubrovsky right now in Novoslika. They're actually going towards that right now. So those are highly contested. This area that's down here, I'm pretty sure this is uh, Ukrainian as well. I think that's kind of like no man's land. It's going to be, it looks like low ground, pretty much just the swamps. But Lyman right now is being hit uh, from three different sides. They're now attempting to liberate the town of Dubrovsky, which will be a big deal because then they'll be able to attack Lyman from the north and the south and the western side. Okay. That's pretty good. I'm just going to throw that out there. Ukrainian military is doing the same things that we've seen them do in the Kyrgyzstan side of the region. Now they're starting to do it on the northern side of the region, just so everybody is aware. So we're going to go up here. So we got Sivitov, which there is another guy who claims, I, I, he's really optimistic here, um, but he's saying that the Ukrainian military has, has literally liberated all this ground through here. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, if you guys see that mapping, it's 100% incorrect. 
I think he's just overexcited. I don't really know. Uh, anyway, they have actually targeted and successfully taken out a few large ammunition areas, and one being in Sivitov. So that is one of the areas. And Novador, which I believe is somewhere along this main route. So Novador itself is somewhere in this, this region. It's a smaller town. Anyway, it's north of Lichansk. Uh, they are targeting, I'm going to assume, the Russians have also been noted to have been moving a lot of their, their men into Starblisk, which is this right here. So we got men moving in here, and artillery has been striking here and here, hitting ammunition depots. So Starblisk is where all the reinforcements are going. Now when it comes to the gains by the Ukrainian military in this area, I would expect them to, to somewhat be a bit slow over the next week to two weeks or three weeks to a month because I think they're going to want to consolidate and control the ground they've already taken, which is very smart. Don't overextend yourself. Don't push yourself. Don't do anything crazy. Now, the Russians are going to be scrambling to stop the bleeding around Lyman, okay, where I believe the Ukrainians will see some success here in the next week or so, depending if they're, if they're able to get through Drabovsky. So if they're able to get through this area... Uh, Drabrosi. Anyway, this 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 town right here, which I know I, I butchered the name. If they're able to get through there and now control the northern side of Lyman, it's going to force the Russians to then exfil back west towards Kremnia, which I believe I've said this a few separate times. This P06 route, I believe, is going to be one they're going to want to hold. Okay. I also think that we're going to see a lot of the HIMARS do some work on the ammunition depots in the northern area of this country in preparation for the winter months and coming like a possible new offensive. That could be coming to take back these areas. I, they're, they're going to have to soften up the Russians during this time, and I really think we should see some progress happen before the winter comes. I know the winter's coming. They've already had their first snow last week. Now, nothing has really happened, by the way, just so everybody knows, on the eastern side of this country. So this whole side right here, nothing has really changed. The normal fighting, no ground has been exchanged by either side, so we're going to actually shift down over towards Kirsten. So for anybody that's new, we were just talking about this area up here. We're now going to shift all the way down here. All right, so there's Kirsten. So a little zoomed up map here for you guys. Uh, the Ukrainian military has actually conducted 21 airstrikes in the last 24 hours down inside of Kyrgyzstan. They've also shot down four Russian UAVs and down a Russian Su-25. Another two more air defense complexes have been destroyed. So that is a total of five. Five in the last 48 hours alone. Okay, this is all around Kyrgyzstan, just so you're aware. All around Kyrgyzstan, they have been destroying these air defense complexes. It does seem that the Ukrainians are trying to set themselves up for success with this counteroffensive in the Kyrgyzstan region by trying to give their air assets the best chance of survival by targeting these air defense complexes. I really don't know how long it's going to take the, uh, to, for them to retake Kyrgyzstan itself, but I think it'll be determined by the Ukrainian success on the northern side of the country because it's going to force the Russians to make a very difficult choice to hold Kyrgyzstan, have it soak up their supplies, or shift some of the resources all the way back around. We're going to have to wait and see. I think with this whole mobilization thing, I'm not going to think too much into it because like I said, like seven, eight, nine, ten minutes ago, whatever it was, they're not going to be well-trained. They're not going to be well-trained. These Ukrainians that have been fighting on the front lines have been trained by the West for many, many years. So these men have training. They're going to be going against people that literally have none. That's not going to pan out. This is not World War II where you literally can just pick somebody up, throw them in a, a T-whatever with 30-something tank, and then send them to the front lines. That's not the way this works. This is a different world we live in. That's also why I think China is rethinking everything with Taiwan and they can be whatever. But anyway, hope you guys did enjoy this. I'll see you guys back at my house or my, my office, whatever it is, very soon. I do love you guys. I'm out.